Hello and welcome back to The Brunch Files, serving up bottomless, brunch-worthy topics about life in your 30s. We're your hosts, Rachel and Tegan, and on the menu today, we're discussing Tegan's budgeting tips. Now, this has come off the back of a few very specific requests. I know we touched on this, I think, in the Get to Know You episode, mm. and a lot of uh, a lot of interests were piqued. Everyone was like, oh my goodness, we need advice. Well, not advice. It's not financial advice, but you know. You're definitely need- <laughs> not financial advice. <laughs> we need um, Tegan's insights, tips, practices. Give us some ideas. So here we are going to dive into it. Yeah. And off the back of that, I will just reiterate that we are <laughs> definitely not qualified, certified, professional pro- financial advisors. So everything that we say in this episode, please take with a grain of salt. It is not personal personal financial advice. It's simply what I've been doing mm-hmm. and Sean and I have been doing together to sort of get our finances back on track a little bit this year. And take from it what you will, because I know I am going to be gleaning a lot of, um, you know, insights and advice from you, Tegan, as I always do. But I know that there's a lot of things Tegan does that I'm in awe of. And I'm like, I need to I need to start practicing some of this. <laughs> yeah. We also thought it's a little bit timely, given that this will probably be going live sometime in early October. Mm-hmm. You know, the Christmas period before we know it will be in full swing, which we all know is a very expensive time of year. But it does also feel like at the moment with cost of living the way it is that every time is ex- is an expensive time uh-huh. of year. So very happy to shed some light and give a couple of um, exposed tips and tricks around what's been working for me this year. And again, take with it with a bit of a grain of salt. But <laughs> if there's anything that you think is helpful, then yeah, That's obviously all the better. <laughs> Um, and before we get into it, just thank you to everyone who has listened so far, those that have left us a review or a rating on Spotify, really appreciate it. So um, you can look us up on thebrunchfiles.podcast and connect with us. We'd really love to hear from you, get your ideas, all of that. So Tegan, this year you've really honed in on your personal finances. You've got a few, you've set a few goals, you've put in a few practices Let's dive into it. So what was the catalyst for you in in deciding to sort of take some significant steps in getting control of your finances and working towards some financial goals? Yeah, I think it was a few things. Um, first of all, as I mentioned in that episode, yeah, Sean and I were lucky enough to be able, well, fortunate enough to be in the position we could build uh, our first home during 2020. And yeah, we kind of, we bought the block of land in 2018 and we started building in 2020, moved in just before Christmas. And you kind of go through this whole period, as I'm sure many of you can empathise with who are listening today around saving for your first home or whatever it may be. And you sort of, you're really diligent about throwing all this money into savings and trying to, you know, be really conscious of where you're spending. Can and I, can I, like, let's take it actually back to mm-hmm. that. Was there anything you did during that period um, of note, anything that worked really well in terms mm. or any tips or ideas for saving for your first home? I will. Like there was obviously things that we cut back on, but I will really preface that with that. We were in a really uniquely like privileged position in that we were able to live at home with mm-hmm. my parents. So we went on a holiday to Europe and we were looking at moving into it. We were looking at um, like a rental in the city and we couldn't really find anything that was at a price that we were comfortable paying and my parents very graciously said, well, you guys, you know what, if you're going to be spending $25,000 a year on rent or $20,000 a year on rent and you're only that far away from a house deposit, just live with us for a year. Yeah. And so we were very lucky and I do want to acknowledge that. So mm. we, you know, we, did, we did pay a little bit of board and contributed to, to, to bills and groceries to an extent, but I think we were paying, I think it was $100 a week each. Yeah. So far less than we would have been paying if we were renting. 
So we're very, very lucky to have that. So I do want to say that up front because I know not everyone has that opportunity and that ability, you know, because they may not be able to live with parents for whatever reason Mm. or they may be living far away from their family or whatever. So that certainly helped. Um, I think as well we – we just tried to be really conscious. So we really like focused in on this is what we want and this is our goal right yeah. now. So we're not going to waste money on other things. Yeah, to a degree. But I think because we did have that ability of like we were both working in, we would both finished uni, we were in our full-time jobs, we were living at home. So it did kind of allow us that ability. We did have that ability to sort of enjoy our lives and mm. spend money on things that we valued, but at the same time sort of save. So we did have that that luxury but we did sort of say no to a few things we kind of we had done a lot of travel previous to that we didn't do as much you know during that period when we were really knuckling down and saving um and we tried to you know not eat out as much we tried to not buy spend money on things that we didn't need so Mm. I tried to really cut back on buying clothes and some of that extra extra stuff but I think yeah, because we were at home, it did mean that we didn't have to probably make as many sacrifices yeah. as perhaps we would have if we had been, you know, renting together or whatever. But we still certainly had to just be a little bit more conscious about mm. what was going out and in. Yeah. Um, and just be aware. Yeah, that's it. So then fast forward, sorry, back to the original question. Started this year. Mm. You obviously in your home now. Mm. What was the next kind of step? Yeah. We do kind of refer to moving into our – so we moved into our home in the December. We got married in the February. Wait, <laughs> we which also, year? Um, so 20, we moved in 2020, December 2020, and we got married in February 2021. Yeah. Um, so we kind of refer to that period as like our mini financial crisis. We were sort of – And I call it their financial goal kicking. <laughs> <laughs> we were um, very lucky that – Again, a few things went right for us in our build and that we sort of bought into this promotional period and there was a few things that went right which meant by the time the wedding rolled around we had a little bit of money sort of inbuilt into that whole process Mm. that we could devote to that. But there was still a lot of costs that we probably didn't fully appreciate and anticipate. Costs from um, building and moving into a new home and costs from your wedding. Yeah, a bit of both. With the wedding there's just like a lot of incidental things that come up. Like approaching my hen's day, there was – I remember – like most of that was covered by my wonderful bridesmaid and my sister and my mum who did so much to make that wonderful. But, you know, there was – I wanted a certain, like, champagne that was served. Yeah. So I paid for that. And, you know, there was little things, like, towards the wedding and, you know, final beauty appointments or, yeah. heck, like, things for Sean and things that you just – you just kind There's of – There's always the moment, more than you think. <laughs> yeah, at that point you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, you want an extra thousand bucks? You get a thousand dollars. You kind of like right Oprah. <laughs> you get a thousand dollars. You get a thousand dollars. And then – Similarly, moving into the ho- into the house, I remember our first couple of trips to Bunnings, we spent like 800 bucks every time. Moving into a home though, I found that when we've moved into rentals, there's mm. always so many things that you need yeah. or you think you need and yeah. you spend so much money. And, and I feel like every time we did something in the house, like every time I cooked a meal, I was like, oh, I don't have a whisk. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't go. have a potato masher. <laughs> we actually still have the potato masher that Sean's mum bought around for the very first meal that we had that ever called for mashed potatoes. I still so don't thank have thank you, Tanya, it. for that mashed potato <laughs> <Tanya>. masher. <laughs> We still don't have a potato masher. I'm like, we can use a fork while we while we buy yeah. a potato masher. So many I also, I don't love potatoes. So that's my, I don't like mashed potato that much. So I'm like, we don't need what? a masher. I feel like we need to dive into that we in do. the future anyway, episode. Sorry. You're just like, mashed, who doesn't like mashed potato? Oh, it's not, it's more just I don't really care about potato much. 
What? I don't. It's the best vegetable, objectively. <laughs> I'm just like, whatever. I mean, I love chips, but otherwise, I'm like, whatever. Oh, well, maybe we can forgive you a little bit for that. If you still like chips, um, oh, so but yeah, yeah there's a lot of expenses. Yeah, and then the other big thing because we were in a new build, so we had to do landscaping. Mm, um, we had from scratch. Yeah, we had budgeted a little bit of money to sort of do our front yard, but then there was a whole backyard area, so we ended up taking out a small loan to do that. Sean's car was on its last legs, so we took out a loan to buy that car. Um, and yeah, there was just a lot of expense. We bought security doors, you know, there was, we had to buy curtains. Um, curtains are a lot. Yeah. 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 We were lucky through a few connections to get them like quite a, like affordably. That's good. Um, Sean's mum was kind of clued in in that area, <laughs> which is great. Um, but still it was just kind of, we kind of went through this period. I feel like all of 2021, you know, obviously here in Melbourne as well, we went through lockdowns mm-hmm. in that period. Bought a lot of takeaway and wine. Bought a lot of takeaway and wine, and just yeah, it was a, it was a tough year in a lot of ways. Um, and yeah, I just felt like for that f- whole year, things were just going, money was just going out faster yep. than it was coming in. And then even last year, Sean and I both got new jobs. Sean went, I think I mentioned that episode. He went from being paid weekly to being paid mm. monthly, which was just a really big adjustment. adjustment. And it just took us a long time to sort of get on our feet and. Yeah, so we got to the end of last year and I just remember thinking, gosh, we actually have, like we have more than enough money coming in, but why do we, I feel like we're living paycheck to paycheck. Why are we not just saving? Trying, yes. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it was sort of the start of this year, especially with interest rates through last year um, starting to go up. I was like, we really just need to just get it together. Get it together <laughs> and get a bit of a system in place. And I think, yeah, moving into the house, we had a good system before that, then we moved in and... I think this happens to everyone and I'm not judging ourselves for that by any means, but, you know, it's just a bit of a shock. Things, yeah. you know, you have all of a sudden you have all these rates and bills and, yeah, we had like, yeah, as I said, landscaping and curtains and all these extra expenses. And it's all on you then as the homeowner. Yeah, and things you want to do. Yeah. As you move in, it's like, oh, I want to do this. I want to get want the... a new TV cabinet. Or yeah. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even touch on furniture. Speakers. But there was some furniture. <laughs> yep. Sean went a bit nuts when he saw the speakers <laughs> through the house and all of these sorts of things. And yeah, we were just kind of like, okay, I think side of this year we just need to take a little bit of stock and just get a bit more rigor back into mm-hmm. the system. Mm-hmm. And so, so what did you do? What was the first step? you took this year when you kind of made that decision that you wanted rigor around your finances, you wanted to start saving and just having more control over things? Yeah, I think the catalyst for me was I started listening to a lot of podcasts about personal finance, mm-hmm. started reading a few books and I think that kind of was a bit of an inspiration for me to go, okay, we need to get a little bit better at this and there's definitely more we can be doing with our money. We can be making it work a little bit harder mm-hmm. for us. You know, work smarter, not harder, as yep. the saying goes. And, yeah, just get a little bit more control. I also used to find myself stressing a lot about money, yep. like overnight, in the middle of the night. It's an awful feeling, isn't it? Yeah, feeling worried about money. And They also say that money is one of the number one um, causes of or topics of couple disputes and fights. Mm. And for me, that's been something that I'm like, I never want that to be an issue for us. But I feel like, you know, when you're not really sure where your money's going and what you're doing and if you start to stress about it, and as everyone can probably relate, the last year, money's become and cost of living has become Mm. so much more at the forefront of our minds Mm. and has become more of a stressor Mm. and probably has become more Mm. of a topic of conversation slash conflict in relationships. Mm. Yeah. I'm grateful that it never was really a source of conflict for Mm. us, but I think it was definitely a source of stress. Yeah. 
Like we could always afford if things and we wouldn't weren't living beyond our means, but yeah, we weren't really saving, yeah. which was becoming a source of stress for me because I was like, if something bad happened or there was a big bill mm. or there was something, we just don't have much of a buffer. Yeah. Um, so that was really the big thing for me. And because, yeah, we had taken out that small loan for the backyard and a few things, which I was happy to do at the time because mm. we don't have mounting credit card debt or anything oh. like that. We've been really good in that sense. And we were happy to take out that loan at the time because at the end of the day, it's an investment in our home. It's going to add value to our home. Which it did, and also um, enjoyment for you. There's a spa- beautiful space exactly. now where you can have guests, have friends over. You can sit yeah. there, enjoy the sunshine, have a barbecue. Yeah, mm. exactly. But it was one of those things that we're like, we don't want it long, like hanging over our heads yeah. for longer than we need to. So that was, I guess, kind of and yeah, catalyst. We were in the fortunate position to be on a fixed interest rate mm-hmm. for a little bit longer, and I just really wanted to make. We really wanted to make the time this year, or make the most of this year, to sort of get on top of things. Yeah, and just sort it all out. So by the time we come off that rate, yeah, uh, yeah, we don't. You're have in a to. position to be ready for that. Yeah, yeah. So what mm. was sort of the first step you took then when you made that decision? Mm. I made a spreadsheet. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a spreadsheet type of person. No, normally, <laughs> I normally hate Excel. Working in communications, Word is my yeah. Word friend. is my uh, <laughs> what would it be called? Application of choice. Yeah. Um, definitely not Excel. Uh, I accidentally do things like accidentally put a formula in and then I'm like, how do I remove this? I like, use I'm formulas totally in my useless. budgeting you spreadsheet. Oh, you're I my do. Hero. And I carry them across multiple cells. Oh I've my got goodness. it down. Teach me. Yeah. Um, but essentially what I basically did was, you know, I get paid on a fortnightly basis. Sean gets paid on a monthly basis. So essentially I do our budgeting on a fortnightly mm-hmm. thing and I basically map out. Like I think it's mapped out at the moment until – April next year. What have you mapped out? Like basically, when all of our bills are due, mm-hmm. um, oh how much we get paid every fortnight, what's coming in, what's going out, how much you want to save every port- fortnight, and it kind of yeah, it all just kind of a lot of our bill expenses are monthly. I love um, this so. Like I don't even know when our bills come. Andrew yeah. deals with it. I'm yeah, f- <laughs> and so this way I know that you know. Okay, well, if I want to project like four eight weeks out into the future because we want to do something then I can kind of factor it factor it in do you know how much your bill is going to be because we got like a what how much I was my it? gas bill recently oh, I feel like I told you, you said it was really expensive it was way too much it was many hundreds of dollars and I'm like I yeah. know I love the heater like I hate being cold and I'm working mm. from home a lot and I'm sitting there and I need to be warm but it was mm. like did I say 600 I don't even know it was too much for a gas bill it was a lot <laughs> I remember thinking it was a lot but also gas is really expensive but do at you the know like what your bills are going to be I have sort of an estimates of like for our we have we pay our combined electricity and gas monthly um and i have a number that i sort of budget yeah every month and 90 percent of the time it comes in slightly less than that that's good a couple of times it's been slightly over but it all sort of evens out yeah and then basically when the bill comes in i'll come in and i'll adjust it in the spreadsheet and then Mm -hmm. it kind of filters out how much we have left at the end of that fortnight or how much needs to be saved for the previous next fortnight because again sean gets paid monthly um, but when Sean's pay comes in, it's kind of good. It can pay the mortgage and pay some of those other big bills. Mm-hmm. Um, but and do you do you? Sorry, have interrupted. No. So many questions. It's Go amazing. for it. Um, do you kind of split or divide everything down to a zero dollar point? Like your what do they call it? Zero budgeting, where mm. you're accounting for every single dollar. And so at the end of each pay, you have nothing left. But that yeah. includes a certain amount for investment, a certain amount for saving, a certain amount for bills. All of that. Yeah. yeah. So basically the account, the bank that we – we have two banks that we bank with. 
the first bank is kind of where all our money comes in. That's where our mortgage goes out of and all of that. Um, and then I have an, a separate bank where we have sort of all of our savings and I break our accounts down. For me, I find it easier to have like a, an account for our cars. How many? How many accounts? I have an account for cars. I have an account for gifts. I have an account for holidays. Mm. I have an account for investments. I have an account for like our day-to-day savings for things which we call savings, probably not really savings, but it's more like medical appointments, yep. medication. We've got to pay for the dog to go to the vet. We've got to buy the dog. Like some of the things that associated with Murphy mm. um, and our own health. Um, and then I also have um, – we have a, like an emergency savings account which we're focusing on building up at the moment. Um, and then each of us in that account also have e- – each of us with that bank also have what we call like a fun account for each mm-hmm. of us. So we each get a certain amount of money – Every week that we transfer, that it's like you can spend on whatever you want. Don't have to talk to the other person about I love it. That. It's just whatever. It's just fun money for Your you coffees, to do what you want. You and I going out for a cocktail yeah. or whatever else. Exactly. And at the moment, that's been kind of like a lower amount because we've been focused mm. on these other financial goals. But towards the end of the year, we'll be increasing you can that. Wrap it up. Yeah. And particularly as we come into spring and there's yeah. like social things on. And that's not to say that we can't spend. Yeah. We, and we don't spend money on other things. But does it's it help you like, keep a limit on it though? It does. And it also means that for those bigger things, it becomes a discussion point. Because that's mm-hmm. the other thing, I suppose, for Sean and I, we have joint finances. Do you have a limit that you talk about before you spend it? Like if you want to buy a pair of shoes, and like it's say a hundred bucks and you want to buy a $160 pair of shoes, would you discuss that? Do you have a, like a, is there a threshold? Well, I suppose if you have more than that $160 in your account, then go for it, spend it on whatever you want. But normally like this week, actually we've bought, Sean was like all of his jeans, he needed a few new pairs of jeans and a few different things. So we had that sort of discussion together because I think at the moment, because we are focused on these sort of bigger financial goals, that we do talk about those things Mm -hmm. a little bit more. But hopefully towards the end of the year, because we're on track to achieve a few of those goals, then we'll probably loosen that up a little bit because we never wanted to feel like stressful or or beholden to each other or anything like that. Exactly. It's more just about finding a way that's transparent and that's open. And that's the other thing, like our, our money is joined. We try to sit down regularly and have a conversation about where it's going, how it's being allocated, what's coming up, what do we want to do, how do we want to split that up. Mm-hmm. And we each have access, with the exception of those two like fun accounts, we each have access to everything. So it's very equal, transparent yeah. and shared. Yeah. Are there any, um, are there accounts you can't access easily in terms of, you said you've got two separate banks. Have you got a setup whereby you cannot easily access money from any of those to stop you from just dipping in whenever you're like, mm, we kind of need a bit more right now, we're going to get it? Or? I think that's probably where we could get a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Like one of the banks where we hold most of our savings and everything, we can hide accounts which kind yep. of puts them out of sight, out of mind. You have to then – you want to transfer out of them, you kind of have to go into a separate window and unhide it and whatever. So kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, nothing – with technology, let's be honest, nothing's really, really that hard to yeah, access. What I'm getting though is that you are fully aware of basically every dollar mm. you're earning and every dollar you're spending, which I think mm. is massive. I have a tendency to ignore – and not to look because mm. I'm like, what I don't know won't hurt me, which mm. is silly and ignorant and I know I could get so much better. Yeah. But I feel like there's a lot of power in that in that you know what money's coming in, what money's going out and where it is going. Yeah. And you can then monitor, all right, we're spending a bit too much on this this month. Yep. We could rein that in. Mm. Is that is that kind of where you're at with it now? Yeah, for probably about the first 
I reckon the first six months of this year, I was tracking everything. Mm. I had a, another spread. I've eased up on it now because honestly, it's just so time consuming. But I was I was diligently tracking every single transaction in every single one of our accounts over the first six months. I tried this for two months and I couldn't. I was like, this is too much. There's so many stupid little transactions on our cards with PayPass now. Yeah. PayPass, like Mm -hmm. the tap and whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want to put in this $4.50 coffee. Well, not for who am I kidding? $6.50 coffee. Yeah. (laughs) But like, it's it's time consuming. It is. I think it was really helpful. I think for me really what it came down to was just like a bit of a sense of control Mm. over – what was going in, what was going out and just kind of being aware. And I, I, I did kind of alert me in a lot of ways to go, well, you know, at the end of the day, Sean and I in the really fortunate position that we're both working full time, we mm. don't have children. So really honestly, there. in terms of sustaining our life, we have a dog. Mm. Um, oh, true. Like Sorry, dogs Becky. aren't cheap. Dogs <laughs> aren't cheap, but still like far less expensive than a child. And we're in a really fortunate position in that we do have more than enough money coming in to sort of sustain our lifestyle. Mm. And I think what that tracking exercise did for me, which is really confronting, but I would really encourage any of you who are feeling a little bit out of control Mm. about where your money is going or if you get to the end of every pay cycle and go, oh, crap, where did I – where did that however much money that came in two weeks ago go? Um, Print out your break – bank statements and just <laughs> I don't have want a to look. look at mine Tegan. Yeah, no, it's uncomfortable, but I think it's really empowering to mm. kind of go, well, and it, it shouldn't be a point of shame. Yeah. It really shouldn't. Like you can't change what's happened. All you can do is change how how we go forward from here. And even if you are in a little bit of debt or whatever it may be, I think it's a really important exercise to just look at it and go, okay, what are we actually spending our money on? Yeah, where's it going? Day to day. And is it does it align with what I actually value and what yeah. do I what I want out of my life? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is no, you have all this data in front of you to go. Well, I need to make a change. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I don't think anyone should be super stringent about spending or not spending. Mm-hmm. It's about just making sure that you're spending in line with and saving in line with what you value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there any major um, learnings or any major changes you made after really taking stock of that? Was there anything you noticed and you're like, all right, we're stopping this now, we're changing this now? Was there anything major or was it more just subtle changes you made? Um, I'd probably say two things. So the first was we made a really conscious effort whenever our pay came in to pay ourselves first. Mm-hmm. So In terms of investing? At the moment, we're less. We've got a few investments, but we're really less focused on that. We more just want to get rid of these last, yes. this last little yeah, bit yeah. of our debt and save that emergency fund. Mm-hmm. And then once that's done, that's we'll right. Be the emergency channeling, building that up. Yep. Yeah, just building that up again because just when we moved into the house, just kind of went. Yeah. <laughs> it got spent on other things. Um, so that was the first thing is just kind of really making a conscious effort to be like, okay, this is how much we want to save every fortnight and we're going to actually put that away. We're do it. Yeah, and yeah, build commit. those buffers up for things like a car registration mm-hmm. and gifts. Gifts has been a huge one. Gifts, like I have a, a I, lot, yeah. I have a bucket. We have an account just for gifts that we I, put money into every yeah, single month. Yeah, you said month. that before and I was like, that's actually not a bad idea. But yeah. like weddings and – I yeah. remember hearing a financial, financial advisor on one of our – like one of the podcasts I was listening to was saying that is the biggest thing, that's the main thing that people under budget for mm-hmm. every year. And you suddenly have to drop $150, yeah. $200 on stuff yeah. or something and you're like, oh, didn't think about that. Yeah. He actually recommends that the average person saves between three dollars and $5,000 a year on gifts. Wow. And really? it sounds obscene. But, but honestly. if you think about it, yeah. when you actually add it up. Mm-hmm. A few weddings, like sending a few friends flowers, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Wow. 
Even family, Christmas, whack. family, but like you have five oh, people in your family, you spend yeah. $150 per birthday. Oh, I didn't think there about this. Friends, I just don't even factor that in. Yeah. You know, all of those sorts of things. So that was, that had been a big thing. And then I think the other thing was. Sorry to interrupt just before for we it. move on. Do you factor gifts for each other for birthdays and Christmas into that? How this do you how we're do you really do this? bad? <laughs> this is where we're really bad. We tend to not really be big gift givers between us. But it's See, something I'm, we I'm so big on birthdays and gifts. I'm like, yay, presents. It's something we want to, we generally prioritize a lot of the time. We prioritize an experience. So we'll go and do something together or we'll book a weekend away or yeah. we'll do something. That's generally what we end up doing in yeah. lieu of a like gift exchange. Physical gift or whatever, yeah. Yeah. That's nice though. I like that. Yeah. Nice so that's what we've tried to do. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Sorry. or we'll generally go and stay away. Like we'll, we'll plan to go and stay somewhere nice for a few days yeah. or. Something. No, I totally lost your train of thought. I no? can't remember what you're talking about now. <laughs> oh, I think it was around um, what was the things that that exercise of tracking yes, our finances. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for us was food. Mm-hmm. We spent so much money on food. And you talking takeaway Uber Eats and stuff or groups, yeah, groceries? Yeah, takeaway Uber Eats, you know, two or three coffees at work. Oh, the coffees, yeah. You know, ducking out, buying lunch because we weren't like – being planned and that's the week. not ten dollars anymore that's twenty dollars mm-hmm. you know like it was a whole like you can buy a ten dollar whatever yep you cannot anymore i no. bought a sandwich the other day for like nineteen dollars mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's expensive and then you, you top that on if you have a coffee in the morning when you get to work mm-hmm. and then maybe a coffee during the you know mid-morning or at lunchtime because someone's going out mm-hmm. to get one and you get FOMO and want to go as well yeah it's 40 bucks before you even yeah add your public transport for the day and you've spent 40 or 50 bucks in a day yeah it's really easy to do and that was the biggest thing for us um yeah and do you um I know you do sort of what I do in terms of a big weekly grocery shop a food prep has that helped you do you think and in terms of prepping lunches so you're not buying as many lunches definitely Mm -hmm. I think that's been a really big game changer I think a lot of the time we were spending money on things because we quote unquote had to purely because of poor planning mm-hmm. on our part. Lack of lack of organisation and yeah. Yeah. And it's so now one. we I'm really diligent about on the weekend getting that one big grocery shop done. Um, as we've spoken about in an earlier mm. episode, click and collect has become my new best, best friend. Not only because it's convenient, but also because it allows you to stay on budget. Mm-hmm. You can kind of go, well, I've got, you know, 200 bucks to send on my groceries this week. You can actually see the totals and you can go through. And yes, okay, might, it might be cheaper on balance sometimes to go to Aldi. Mm-hmm. But I actually find having that control mm-hmm. and doing it from my computer on my phone on the app at home makes it a lot easier. I went this morning um, and I went to Aldi and Coles. And I definitely spent more than when I do a click and collect. Mm. I know I, I know I save when I do Aldi, but I still then have to go to Coles. And for me, when I go to the shops, I buy more. Mm. I get suckered into all the marketing. I'm like, oh, well, that's on sale. That's two for however much less. I'll just stock up. Oh, there's that. We probably will need that in a few weeks. I'll get that as well. Yeah. So I think – and I'm trying to convince Andrew at the moment. I'm like, it's actually – we save money when we yeah. do click and collect. Because you can't put – it's really awkward if you just say, I'm really bad. Like I think we said this in that previous episode as well. But for example, like if I need to buy diced tin tomatoes, mm. if I see them and they're 75 cents, I'll buy like eight. Because I'm I like, bought, oh, well, yes. I need them. Whereas when I I'm bought like eight, I've probably at least eight today and then eight black beans because mm. we have Mexican stuff a lot mm. and then some tin corn. And I'm like, I know we needed to do this. Um, so it's probably good actually to stock up on that at Aldi. But 
Yeah, you just you just spend a lot more per week, I think, when you actually go to the shops. Yeah, well, how many times have you gotten to the checkout and gone, oh, that's a bit expensive, I'll put some stuff back? No, you don't. You you're never like, do. Ah, awkwardly head over your card. You're like, this is really crap. Yeah, you never do. Whereas when you're click and collect, you can just delete things mm-hmm. from the cart and bring it back on track. You know what else? You can check what's in the cupboard mm-hmm. while you're shopping. That is a big thing. Today I well. bought some rolled oats and I went home. We have three bags. I'm like, well, I know we'll use them, but could have waited. Yeah. Could have saved myself two bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not massive, but it yeah. makes a difference. Yeah. No, I think it's a really, really important thing. And also, you know what I think? Like there is no excuse for not, not no excuse, but there's really no good reason why people can't take their own lunch. Like if you're buying mm. lunch every day, there's something that everyone can do, I think, to to save money there. Like if that's yep. um, cool, if you want to do that, do that. Mm-hmm. But if that's stressing you mm. and you can control what you're eating in terms of your nutrients and calories or whatever it is that might be in line with your goals, but also financially you can save so much money. By prepping and there's easy things like there's even certain like nowadays so many options like this week I'm doing soups and I bought actual um, like packet soups but I'm adding I got chicken breast as well and I'm going to add that and do it with a slice of this bread that I'm you know it's all going to align with my goals but like there's stuff you can do that's super easy and like mm. our go to a couple of tins of tuna a rice cup some salad yep tuna Del- rice balls tuna rice balls like life changer it's delicious bit of cupy mayo like cucumber lettuce um tomato like there's stuff you can have in your pantry and in your fridge and like there are just there are so many easy options yeah so for me that's a massive one I'm like don't buy lunch yep. every day just make something yeah and i think the finances of it has been a really big motive like obviously there's health benefits to that which yep. has been motivating in itself but i also think the financial element of it has been a really big motivator for me because it's kind of like well any money that i don't spend mm-hmm. taking lunch every day um or buying lunch every day um, is money that I can divert and use towards you know paying off that little bit of mm-hmm. debt or putting into our savings or going towards you know a really nice dinner out yes. for Sean and I or with some friends but or you'll enjoy so much more than a nineteen dollar or our recent trip to Adelaide <laughs> yes or something like that you know it's like that kind of short term pain suck it up just put in a bit more effort. For that long term, like real reward where you're doing stuff that you really enjoy and you love. Yeah. 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 No, it's it's so good. Mm. Um, any key learnings? Um, anything like you'd mm. like you're obviously what how where are we? September, mm. nine months in now. Is it getting easier? Um it's been look, it's been really good in that it's motivating because you see numbers going up or numbers in your loans going down um but it is tough at times Mm. and Sean and I have had lots of conversations where we're like oh we'd really like to do this but we go well no because we want to be able to do Mm. x y and z so like for example we Rach and I and Andrew and Sean just went on a trip to the Barossa which we saved for and we were like we want to put money away so we can just have a great time and we, we don't have yes to worry. To and we, we just said just yes like, to everything. Yeah. I didn't worry about money at all that trip. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of things in the lead up that we were like, oh, you know, like I haven't bought nearly as many clothes this year yeah. as I would normally have done. I haven't bought anywhere near as much makeup or mm-hmm. some of those things that I would just pre- previously just frivolously spend on mm-hmm. and not really give a lot of thought to. Yeah, We also don't eat out anywhere near as much yeah. and we try and prioritise rather than just eating out and buying Uber Eats for the – 
when we're not really feeling like it, we're just being a bit lazy, but rather trying to really invest that time into quality time together or quality experiences. So mm-hmm. it is difficult, but everything's a bit of a give and take. Everything yeah. in life is a compromise. Um, and yeah, we kind of know that this year is going to be a bit tough in terms of we just have to really sort of knuckle down and be really conscious of it. But then come next year, things will be easier because we'll be able to then put that money towards more fun things you've put in the hard yards so that you've then earned yeah yeah and I'll say like you I feel like you haven't turned down any experiences in terms of from my perspective when we've Mm. been that day Andrew and I were out at a couple of wineries we're like do you guys want to meet up and we'll do a cheese platter and wine and you're like yeah absolutely like I feel like you've still said yes to a lot of things Mm. and maybe that's because you've said no to more Uber Eats and you've said you haven't bought as many clothes. It's allowed you to do fun things with friends and still like you you haven't just been like, no, we're not doing anything this year. We're never eating out. We're never doing this. Yeah. You've still said yes to a lot of things. Yeah. And we try to keep it really measured. I mean, like my parents like growing up were always very much like mum mum and dad have always kind of said like oh, life is for living. Like, mm. Yes, you know, money money is important, but you can't take it with you. Mm-hmm. So you have to sort of enjoy the here and the now. And as long as we're living within our means, like, that's fine. Mm. Um, and I think for us, we've probably taken that a little bit further to be like, we definitely have said no to things, but we kind of also know that, I don't know, we just try to balance it. Mm-hmm. Because I also think, what's the point in having hundreds of thousands of dollars in a bank account and investments if you're saying no to everything and not enjoying the here and now. So it's a bit of a, it's a balance. Yeah. And I think it just comes back to values and what it yeah. is that you want to divert and invest your hard-earned money to because let's be honest, it, it's hard to earn mm-hmm. money. It's not easy and we all work, We t- you know, we work hard every day for it and so we want to make sure that we're investing it in the places that bring us joy and bring us fulfilment Yeah, and also bring us that security as well and help us feel yeah like we you know you know lying awake at night stressing yeah that's been a big thing great any what would be your top tips do you recommend everyone grabs a spreadsheet and starts documenting every single dollar or do you think there's some hacks or some what would be your key takeaways from what you've learned so far Hmm. i think a spreadsheet can be a great tool but i think there are a lot of apps out there Yes, as well. I actually downloaded one recently. Let me open my phone and it actually breaks it down for you. And I have <laughs> classic. You'll be so surprised to know that I haven't looked at it that much. <laughs> um, I need to find it. Um, I might have hidden it somewhere in my finance little. Maybe I deleted it. I don't even know. <laughs> oh, no, it's called We Money. Yeah. And basically it tries to categorize your spending. So you have to give it access to your accounts. And I was, you know. I kind of signed up thinking, okay, this has got to be legit. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Gives you your net worth, um, any credit card statements, your bank accounts, mm. and then it kind of breaks down what you're spending money on. And there's yeah. like a track function. Um, I probably should have looked at this a little bit more before talking yeah. about it. But it gives you a score about in terms of your credit score, what you're spending, what you're saving. Yeah. Apparently I'm excellent, so that's good. I can't be doing too badly. <laughs> I don't know how, um, how yeah. clever this is. But, uh, yeah, there's like apps and things that you can use to try and do this for you. Yeah. But it's probably, like I said, I've not looked at it that much. Yeah. It's probably less accountability than tra- writing it down yourself. Yeah, and that might not be for everyone, but I think taking a little bit of stock of what's coming in and what's going out and just being aware of it is a really mm. critical first step. I think October, given that you know, we're in October mm-hmm. now or we will be when this is going live, 
um, and we're heading into that expensive Christmas period. We kind of have a couple of months up our sleeve yeah. before that time hits. So it could be a good opportunity to go, okay, well, what is it that we're expecting to have to outlay on gifts this in the next couple mm-hmm. of months? Um, can we plan for that now and put a little bit of money aside? And I think just try to be a little bit more proactive mm. with our finances so that when those times come away, like come up, we're not like, oh gosh, we can't spend any money this fortnight because yeah. all the money that's gone in has to go to rent and gifts and things yeah. for Christmas or, you know, we have to you know, default to a credit card and we'll sort that out in January mm. because we weren't prepared. So I think just trying to, yeah, look forward a little bit mm-hmm. around what's coming and not be quite so reactive. Yeah, and, and it's then plan. protecting your well-being and your stress uh, stress levels as well, mm-hmm. isn't it? Because it's also that thing, what gets measured gets improved mm-hmm. and it's like health, fitness, food, all of that. You know, yep. if you're ignoring it, sleep, you know, if you're not tracking it, not paying attention, um, I'm a hypocrite saying this because as I've said before, I'm, <laughs> I can be a little bit mm-hmm. like oblivious to my statements and prefer not to look, but I know that, when I actually know exactly how much I'm spending, how much I'm saving, what's on my credit card, et cetera, you do feel so much more in control mm. and you also know where you stand. You're like, all right, my focus now has to be this or I need to pull back on that. And rather than ignoring it, I think there's a lot to be said for taking some stock of that. Yeah. I also think as well, like coming into this time of the year, um, not being afraid to tell people that, hey – not really in my budget to do mm. that like I know sometimes catching up with friends can be really expensive like yeah. let's be honest a brunch out these days is oh like gosh. you can't get away with it for less than 30 bucks a lot of the time 30 bucks just for the food plus yeah. a coffee plus I feel like we go out and it's like 60 70 dollars for breakfast and coffee like yeah it's a lot so you know maybe swap brunch for a walk yeah. Or, you know, some other things that are less Make expensive. a coffee and meet each other. We do that a bit. We're like, yeah. oh, do we really want it? How much is um if we get two of our large almond lattes at our local? Oh, $13.50 or something horrendous <laughs> like We're just that. like, hey, want to make? we want to meet early before it start, before it opens. And we're like, let's just make a coffee and bring it. And yeah. that works too. I mean, there's times yeah. to buy, of course, buy a coffee. I'm not saying don't buy coffee because really in the scheme of things, that's not going to save you your house deposit, stopping, stop drinking coffee. But um, there are little things you can do if yeah. you're stressing. Yeah, just to minimise it. And I think as well it also goes back to it's not really about how much you earn either. Mm. It's around just how conscious you are with where it's going. And, um, yeah, I think it just comes back to trying to save what you can, be prepared and just look look ahead a little bit. And I'm not here by any means to say that I'm perfect with money. I am far from that. I'm learning. We're all on a bit of a journey. Um, and this is kind of new for me. I've always just been – I'm naturally very much a spender. So mm, is Sean. Likewise. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we just see things we like and we buy them and we just spend money and it's a lot easier to, for us to spend than to save. And so this is a whole sort of new ball game for us. But um, I found this year it's just made me feel a lot more calm and less stressed. I've had a lot less – fewer sleepless nights. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's just been a really positive thing. And yeah. I think, yeah, coming into to Christmas, it's a very stressful time for a lot of people yeah. and for a lot of different reasons. But you can kind of remove um, – if you can be a, bit, a little bit prepared for that time and plan ahead a little bit, it can make the financial stress of it a little bit easier. Yeah, that's it. And I think it's also – it's what, what are your goals? Like for you, you've obviously bought a house and you've um, – sorry, bought land, built a house, mm. landscaped, made this beautiful home. 
Uh, for us, we're more investing in the stock market. That's kind of our goal right now. And obviously, there's a lot of evidence to show the earlier you do that, um, the better long term. So it's like thinking about, all right, what does my future self want? And what are my goals? And what am I going to focus on? Yeah, it's never too early to start thinking about retirement. Well, that's it, 100%. <laughs> The earlier the better, I say. No, we love our jobs. Um, But yeah, no, this is fantastic. Is there anything else you would add or any sort of last minute little nuggets of wisdom, Tegan? (laughs) I would just say to everyone, it's like money can be a really stressful topic for a lot of people. Mm. Um, And to just be really kind to yourselves and not to, yeah, I think there shouldn't really be any shame around money or how we spent money in the past or our money habits in the past and it's just about sort of yeah taking a little bit of stock and just maybe taking a moment to sort of realign and re have it rethink about where it is that you and how you spend your money Mm. and how you want to and just making sure that's really aligned for your values and as long as you're um you know putting some money away for a rainy day or for your future then you know at the end of the day it doesn't really it doesn't, it's not too, you, yeah, you just have to do what you think is best for you in that moment mm. and, um, yeah, obviously live within your means but at the same time if you have been, you know, like us, got yourselves into a little bit of debt for different reasons and things like that, just kind of acknowledge it and work to address it and, and, and move don't on. Don't ignore but, it. <laughs> yeah, but also don't don't shame yourself for it yeah. as well because, you know, times are tough at the moment mm-hmm. and it's, it is hard and, yeah. I don't think I really have much too much. Oh, and it's amazing. I've, I've seriously like picked your brains and grilled you. I've hardly said anything. <laughs> I've loved it. I'm like writing notes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tegan, for sharing that. Because I just think it's, we did, as I said, have some really specific questions. Like more on Tegan's budgeting, please. Because, mm. um, yeah, you've, you've got it together. I feel like you're onto something and I have a bit to learn. I've, I've, I've you know, taken little bits and pieces, but I, I know there's more I can can do so thank you you're welcome no happy to share and yeah money is definitely a topic we want to dive into Mm. a little bit further on this podcast over in episodes to come but like we said neither of us are financial advisors so please take what we say with a little bit of a grain of salt and it's really just about us sharing our experiences and what works for us and what works for us may not work for you but completely we hope that you can take a little bit of insight into what we talk about today and in future episodes and Yeah, if it's helpful, then great. But also seek financial advice if you need it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. The Brunch Files would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands on which we live, meet, work and play, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging and, of course, any First Nations peoples who may be listening today. This podcast is all about the adventures, stories and laughs of being a woman in her 30s. While we strive to entertain and share relatable experiences, please remember that our content is purely for fun and shouldn't be taken too seriously, and it's definitely not professional advice. Life is a wild ride and everyone's journey is unique. We believe that laughter is the best policy and we're just here to spread some joy. Mm